estate agents and investors, do you want to protect your assets, save money on taxes, and make sure that when you're gone, your legacy lives on in the manner that you want it to? If so, you need to check out this episode of the Hyperfast Wealth Show. I've got an amazing guest who's helped over 30,000 agents and investors save money on taxes, protect their assets, and come up with estate planning that makes sense for what they want. He is the CEO and founder of Royal Legal Solutions. Welcome to the show, Scott Smith. Welcome to the Hyper Fast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyper fast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyper fast. All right, welcome to the show, Scott. Thanks for being on here today. Hey, Dan, great to uh, great to be here with you, brother. Yeah, we're really excited. Yeah, we've got a lot of great stuff that we're going to be able to cover today for real estate investors, agents, agents who are investors. Before we dive into all of that stuff and how people can save money, make more money, and protect it, what uh, what got you to where you are today? Give us the quick uh, little bio, if you will. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So of course, my name is Scott Royal Smith. I have a law firm called Royal Legal Solutions. So I'm an attorney as well as a real estate investor. Um, I got into real estate actually because I bought my first property when I was in law school. It was a transmission and auto repair shop. And so I bought the business and the building. And my first foray to like real entrepreneurialism, right, as like an active business. Um, and we ended up, uh, me and a partner ended up flipping that business at the end of law school so I could graduate out of law school without any debt. We were the only two people to do that. And then so, you know, I was an attorney at that point after I graduated. And so then what I ended up doing is what attorneys do is I ended up go getting an attorney job, right? So I got a job suing insurance companies. Insurance companies are really great at collecting premiums. They don't really like to pay out, right? Come to find out, right? Um, that's very much a corporate business that they're very self-interested into it. Um, and and uh, the whole time I was actually kept taking all the money that I was making from my attorney job and I kept buying more real estate, you know? And then eventually I was making more money doing real estate than I was being an attorney. So I quit being an attorney. I went full-time as an investor. Um, and then I ran into a lot of the problems that people that start owning houses have, right? Um, like what, how am I supposed to hold all these assets? And then my concern, you know, my concerns were like, Hey, everybody can find out everything I own. If I get into a lawsuit with like one asset or like, if I get in a bad car wreck, you know, somebody could come after me for everything that I own. You know, what do I do from like my tax and what do I do for my estate planning? Like all the other questions that come up once you start having uh, lots of assets um, or just anywhere, like once you get like two or more assets, you start coming into a lot of these uh, types of issues. So that happened to me. And, and what I did is I, you know, I crushed all the books and I talked to the professionals that wrote those books because I was a colleague um, of theirs. And then I put together like my own system that worked for me um, and the properties that I owned, um, owned properties in, in multiple States and, and uh, of all different, you know, asset classes. Uh, and I started people at, 
meetup groups asked me like, Hey Scott, what are you doing? So I started telling people at meetup groups, you know, what the system was that I put together and how did it work and why was it, you know, advantageous to do things this way from an operational perspective and an asset protection perspective and a tax perspective. And then they're like, well, can you do the same thing for me? I was like, well, sure, I guess I could. And uh, then I ex- that's how I accidentally started a law firm, which now is Royal Legal Solutions. I was born just out of that. And so now my, uh, my, now my mission, my goals are around how many people can I help get to financial freedom and help them do that in a way that's smart. So um, we leave it to um, agents and investors to be able to figure out how are they going to make the money? Like, what's that deal going to look like? You know, but then we're able to help everybody with everything else is like a one-stop shop. So everything from operationals and LLCs and everything else that comes out after you make the money uh, and you run into all the operational problems, that's where we focus. What was that transition like? Are you, are you fully out of the insurance game now and you're just, just doing you know, real estate stuff? Like how, how did that transition work and what was it like starting your own firm? Yeah. So um, starting the firm was real organic, right? So um, all I did was just start to talk to people in the meetup groups um, about, you know, what I was doing and they asked me for help. Um, I had met uh, Brandon Turner and Josh Dorkin, you know, online from Bigger Pockets, and, it was, and started to write some articles to share a little bit more because I was like, well, you know, this sucks having to explain this over and over and over again, the same thing. So I'll tell you what, I'll write a few articles for you guys and I'll post it up here and then you can direct people to those articles so they can read that before they reach out to me. So I don't have to handle so many phone calls. Not that I'm lazy. I just don't like doing the same thing multiple times in a row, you know? And so then they brought me on a podcast, number 109, they're in bigger pockets. And then from that, I had just uh, tons of phone calls for, from that flooded in immediately. And then over the course of the next two years, um, it was the only marketing that I had done for two years was a single podcast on bigger pockets and had that many people like reach out to me, you know, from it. So, um, I had continued to like invest. Um, I'm still uh, pretty heavily invested inside of real estate, uh, and a lot of different levels. And, and now I get, I have a lot of deals that come to me from clients, right? So, um, we've expanded from just my core focus, which was single family home investors. And that's what uh, my bread and butter was as an investor um, at that time. Uh, but now I've, I've pushed money into just about everything you can imagine because I had so many investors come on. Um, they were like, hey, can you help me with this and that? Um, helping them also let me learn more of their business and see what was lucrative inside of their business. And then I had all the deal flow. And so I really have money in just about everything now. So you- you basically took a problem or, or a challenge you had in doing your own personal investing and it, it just organically grew into this, its own business. Is yeah, that, that's it. Hearing this right? Yeah, it's, that's what it is, man. It's just, you know, like it was just the problems that I solve are the ones that I run into. And then if I'm having to run into it and it's a struggle for me to solve it and I can't easily find somebody else to plug in. Uh, to my world to solve that problem for me. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's a cool opportunity. Because if I'm having that, you know, like a uh, problem, my other GoBundance brothers are having that. And the other people that I know that are real estate investors are probably running the same thing. And why solve a problem that somebody else has solved, right? So somebody else solved the problem. Cool. Let's just grab them, pay them, have them do it. You know, um, if it's not something that somebody else has already solved, then cool. Well, let's learn how to do that and figure that out for people and then be able to help other people. So that way they don't have to go learn, you know, a whole new thing on their own. What, what do you think are the most common issues, problems, challenges, whatever you want to call it, that you are solving for the average real estate investor out there? Yeah, I would say for the for most real estate investors, especially agents, 
um, that come into it, the, the biggest piece that people forget about is how much money that they should be saving on their taxes, right? Uh, people typically just don't think about tax and like really good tax strategy. I would say that like, if you're somebody in here that's listening to this podcast, if you've never actually sat down with a tax professional or a tax strategist, you're just leaving thousands of dollars on the table, right? And you just don't feel it because you just assume that the government would take it, right? But if you plan uh, these things out in terms of tax strategy, you end up with, uh, with just a ton more money left over at the end of the day to continue to make better investments with, right? So like my, the name of my game is always looking at how much money can I have at the end of each year to push into new investments so I can create more passive income because the better, more passive income I have, and that's the better my lifestyle gets, right? So instead of just like buying a car because I got, I made a bunch of money on a deal and I want to buy, you know, uh, a new car or like a new motorcycle or something like that. The way I look at it is how much money can I make on this deal? How much money can I save on taxes? Then out of that money that's left over, what kind of investments that can I put it into to pay for that car payment, right? Because then I'm like never buying a car, right? I bought a, a property or an asset that's buying the car for me, and then I never have to worry about a car. And if I want a better car, what I do is I make another investment and put that into my car budget. So then I'm always upgrading my life. My life doesn't backslide. My life only gets better every single year. The, the trips that I'm taking, the food that I'm eating, the, the toys that I get to play with, they're always going up. The trick is, is I have to be patient because I'm always pushing things into assets first and then growing my lifestyle after that. It seems like from what I heard you, you're not subscribing to uh, the Dave Ramsey mentality. Like you're not going to go out and pay cash for this car. Like you'd rather put it into an asset that can outperform the loan, you know, that you would get on a car basically. Am I, am I hearing that? Yeah. Right? To me, that's actually even more conservative than Dave Ramsey. Right. Cause Dave Ramsey would go out there and he'd tell you like, you just paid cash for the car. You know, that car's going to appreciate and save some more money on the side. Right. Whatever. I think it's a great strategy. It's just not very sophisticated. I think a more sophisticated strategy out there is to think more tactically about like, what does it actually mean to have an ever increasing and better lifestyle that even if I just stopped working, my lifestyle doesn't change. Dave Ramsey can't give you that. Dave Ramsey would have you always having to work to be able to go buy the next thing they would have. And that's really not being truly free. Being really truly free means I can stop doing everything today and go help, you know, orphaned kids in Africa. And my life is still exactly the same, you know, or my finances still, still stay strong. What, um, what are some of the common, you know, tax strategies, savings that, that agents, investors are, are missing out on that, that you help solve? Let's, let's give some people some kind of actionable things that they can make sure they're doing to, 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 you know, save on these taxes and put more money in their pockets. For sure. Yeah. So this is part of like typically what you would come in. If you came in uh, through us for Royal Legal Solutions, um, we would go through like a consultative process uh, to walk through the three major areas of your life. One is going to be tax savings. Another one's going to be your asset protection, which is like lawsuit protection. Um, where you'd say, great, want to make sure you have enough insurance. If the insurance company decides to screw you by not covering you for some reason, how do you make sure you're okay? That's the tip nuts and bolts of what asset protection is. And then your estate planning, which is what's going to happen to all this stuff? What's it going to be used for after you're not using it anymore, right? You die. So what's the purpose of it, right? What's your purpose after death kind of thing into it? The major piece of those, though, um, is going to be, I would say, for real estate agents, it's always going to be around the tax. 
And what we see is, as after working with about 2,000 clients um, from all over the country, is that there's a couple of big buckets, you know, to put into. So if you're making between, you know, zero to $50,000 a year, um, really, you don't really need to do much of anything. You don't have a lot of assets and you're not making enough money. What you really should not be focusing on is tax savings. What you should be focusing on is how do I make more money at that point. Once you get above that $50,000 each year, um, then you, what you want to do is to set up an LLC and have that LLC have an S corporation tax election. What that allows you to do is to split the kind of income that you have from your LLC uh, to be able to be part employee wages and part dividend income of the S corporation, right? And this is like a basic accountant is going to be able to do that for you. You don't need to pay a bunch of money um, to be able to set that up or to be able to have an accountant run it for you. Uh, and to be able to file those returns for you. And the net impact of that after everything is all said and done is about a 7% tax savings, right? So if you're making above you know, $50,000, you know, 7% more of your income is pretty significant, right? You know, 10% of your income would be $5,000, right? So it's, you know, it's going to be about $4,000 in yearly savings that you would have just from that one strategy alone, right? So I'm serious, like this is like something you should do today. If you don't have this in like your tax saving plan today, you're actually losing $4,000. You're just lighting it on fire because you just don't want to make a phone call to have somebody help set, set, set this up for you. And I would say like, you got to do that. Now, once from the 50,000 up to the $130,000 mark, that's where your, your S corporation is going to be solid for you, right? Once you get above about that $130,000 mark, um, that's where the S corporation strategy peaks out on what it's able to do for you for tax savings. And then what you need to do is incorporate a C corporation to be able to channel income into. So what you do with like a C corporation at that point is you say, well, all the extra money that I'm making above $130,000, I'm going to have my C corporation charge a fee to my S corporation. So all the money then funnels to my C corporation. And then my C corporation is just going to get taxed at that 14% tax rate right, each year. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to take money through a C-Corp because I take money through a C-Corp, the C-Corp gets taxed, and then I get taxed again when I pull the money out. Well, hey, don't pull the money out. Just pay the 14% tax to the C-Corporation because it's a lot lower than your tax rate, and then just have the C-Corporation generate a bunch of expenses. So that way it zeroes out or buy assets inside of your C-Corp to have as this is kind of your slush fund of assets. Remember the game that we're trying to play right now is how do we be able to create assets and passive income that we can then live a better lifestyle. Living a better lifestyle means expenses. So you need a place to be able to shove all of your expenses into and why not have that at a lower tax rate at that 14% tax rate using a C-Corporation at that point. So that's our basic stack that we would go through. And that's not really anything that's like special, like any good CPA that's going to be well-versed in how to use entity structuring is all going to tell you the same thing um, on, on that type of layering. Is that, is that in line with what you've heard, Dan, and things that you, you've looked at before? Yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, right up, right up the, uh, the alley of, of, of what, I've, what I've heard before uh, on terms of the income side. What about on the investing side? So, like, what, what are the kind of the, some of the basic strategies that people are overlooking when they start buying investment properties? 
Yeah, absolutely. So one of, one of my favorite things to do in here too is to use what's called a solo 401k. So if like you're a real estate agent, right? And you have an LLC and you use that LLC to protect yourself from lawsuits. That way if the deal goes sideways or bad and they, you know, if that happens, right, they always sue the agent because they say, hey, the agent was responsible in the fraud of like not disclosing something or whatever, right? Um, you can have an LLC there that protects you from that. But your LLC also is your, um, you know, tax as an S corporation, right? Um, and with that, now that you're a sole employee, essentially, of your own S-corporation, but you can uh, establish this what's called a solo 401k. It's your own retirement account, right? A lot of people don't know that, that in this, and underneath the law, you can actually establish your own retirement account. And underneath that solo 401k, you can actually shelter up to $55,000 or more each year from your nor normal taxable income, right? And it gets, you just push it into your 401k account. Um, and now none of that money is taxed. Now with their, your 401k, you can do something that's called self-direction um, with your 401k, with your solar 401k. And what that means is that you can actually go out and buy real estate. You can make your own investments. You can control the money of your own 401k account um, and to, to be able to buy things uh, to be able to increase your total net worth. Now, the downside of it is that now that money is actually in a 401k account, so it's not like, you know, Dan can go like take money out of that to go to dinner because it's part of a 401k account. You're not allowed to do that, right? Into it, right? But so, what a so, lot except of- now you can because of the, uh, the coronavirus. Except now you can because of coronavirus, you can actually take out up to 100,000, right? I think into it. And, and even apart from that, what you're also able to do from your, your 401k account is you can also create loans to yourself for up to half of the value of your 401k account, right? So you can actually have the use of the money in your retirement account and you pay interest, but you're paying interest into your own retirement account. It's usually like a 3% interest or something like that. So like, if you think about it this way, you can take money, you can channel it into your 401k, right? Um, in your 401k, you can then make tax-free investments to boost up your retirement. Now, if you need the money for something, what you do is you just make it as a loan to yourself and you're loaning yourself at a tax-free dollars, right? And then you're repaying the money with interest back into your own retirement account. So you get like your own little slush fund going um, and its own little circle there. Um, and I've seen this for any, anybody out here, like especially agents or wholesalers out here, what you might not know about is that you can actually do your wholesale deals inside of your solo 401k. And then all of the gain that you make from your wholesale deal is now tax-free. It all gets channeled into your, your 401k account. So guys like Mitt Romney out there have like a hundred million dollar 401k and IRA, right? Because this is the kind of stuff they're doing. They're buying assets on contracts. They're using contract pieces to be able to have massive gains and they channel into their 401k to have it all tax-free gains, right? And they're playing this game between like which assets do they acquire personally and which assets do they want to acquire inside of their, uh, inside of their retirement accounts, knowing that, hey, if I need the money, I can actually just loan it to myself as well. Yeah, I, I love that that strategy i mean there there is the challenge of like once it's in that 401k plan it's 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 locked up somewhat and there's there's more regulations around it but you can you can get creative you can do these conversions to self-directed you could you could even you know if you had a a lower a lower income year you could convert it to a roth as well right so you don't yeah. have to um pay the tax later because 401ks will will get taxed eventually yeah but, uh, the roth you're kind of you know taking a little bit of the poison now and, and less later i i, I guess 
what what are are there limits to this you i think you said 55,000 are there you know this, are there income limits like there are with Roth IRA and IRAs or is, or is it anyone can do it or how, you know what, what are the rules on that yeah so um the the limits that are on like on contribution limits um that you can put in um, to the to the solo 401k are around uh, 55 or $56,000 each year um, that you can put in. I'm not aware, like there are ours with IRAs. Um, I'm not aware of like an absolute income amount that disqualifies you from being able to push it into a solo 401k. Um, I know the IRAs have like particular limits. I think it's like in the hundred plus thousand dollars area, uh, but the solo 401k doesn't have um, that issue. Um, what we typically do as part of like our consultation is we walk through actually like here's, um, my staff would know the numbers and the, our process into that of like exactly what people qualify for and like what um, brackets that's gonna be in as part of our consultation. So we, our process is um, we get everybody, you know, into the door, say, great, well, let's get you into like a consult and the consult. Then we have a system and process that we walk through to say, okay, great. Here's the basic information about like Dan's life and his finances that we go through. And great. Here's the things that we've seen from this matrix. You know, here's the recommended strategies that, that we've identified that would be appropriate. And the way that we've identified those strategies has been in working with um, all different CPAs that uh, are specialized for real estate agents and real estate investors um, over the last four years, right? So what we've done is we've crowdsourced from all the CPAs that are out there that are specializing in this space and said, great, well, we've actually developed our rule set of saying like, where are people making recommendations time and time and time again, right? So I wouldn't say that we're like on the very, we're not like a tax specialist to look at somebody's tax return, right? To say, hey, show me your tax return. And I'm going to go line by line item on, you know, what those pieces are, right? What we're going to look at is say, like, here's all of the best practices that we've been able to crowdsource. And here's a process that you can easily see, like, what are the major movers um, that you can do um, and, and be able to do that in a way for people that is like affordable. Because most of the time, if you go to like a normal tax strategist, it's usually between $2,500 to $5,000 just for the consult, because you have to pay for the time to go through all of your tax returns and do all that, right? But we have a much lower uh, much lower price point to be able to go through that. We charge $149 to be able to go through and do our process and say, here's our best recommendations from what we've seen time and time again um, come through. Of like, and, and our consult process is, is threefold. It's not just the tax. It's also the asset protection. It's also the estate planning. So you really get three levels of value um, for like under 150 bucks. Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get 100 tips for free from my best selling real estate book, The Hyper Local Hyper Fast Real Estate Agent. If you do, go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download 100 of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download 100 tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. At what level? Should an agent, should a real estate investor like start to engage you guys? I think you said it 50K and under, you know, you, you just got to focus on getting more income, but uh, should they engage you after they hit that level or is there a higher threshold where it starts to make sense? I mean, I would say that once you start making over $50,000 a year, you know, um, where I positioned Royal Legal is to say, this is where we're going to be, start having very meaningful conversations because because we're a system and process-based company, right? What that means is we can actually tell you when you come in, like here's what your future that you're telling us of how you're growing is gonna look like, 
right? And here's along the way what things you're going to need to be doing, right? Um, everybody's path is a little bit different, but it's also you, your, your path isn't unique, right? So whatever the path is that you're walking right now, where it's like, hey, I'm building a ton of passive income through like these types of assets, or I'm building a bunch of active income because I'm slamming through a bunch of deals, right? Um, that path is not unique, right? There's a bunch of people that have walked that path before. So what we do that's a little different um, is we can look at what your path looks like and say, great, that's just like all of these other clients' paths. And here is the stages that they need different things along that path. Right. So we have that as a one time consultation piece that we come through. So I think it makes sense after you start making above $50,000 a year, if you can save $4,000 on your taxes, like, and we can do that for you, then that's a huge win. Right. You're talking about a, a, maybe a $150 risk, so to speak, to be able to have like that potential savings. Um, and I got to tell you, like, we've always offered like a free refund on our consults to say, like, if you're not happy, fantastic. Like, I'm happy to give you the money back. I'm not in this game to try to make money off of $149 consults, right? We do that to make sure that people are serious and take the time seriously um, into it. But like, it's, it's extremely low. Like we have a less than like a 1% refund rate of people that come through into it. So um, I, I subscribe to the philosophy that if you kill it on the value for people, you can offer it to them for free. And that even if people don't even sign up for something, they're like, ah, no, it's still super valuable. Uh, and that's kind of what I've experienced with Royal Legal. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for what they're going to save, like $150 is nothing, but I, I think the problem is most agents get, you know, they start off, they're struggling to get to 50. They finally, you know, they get there and they're just pushing hard to, to keep getting their income up. And then they, they don't, they don't realize that if you, if you take like an extra hour or, or two, you know, it's not a lot of time it takes to do this kind of stuff. Like it can save you five, 10, 20, even, you know, the more you make, the more it's going to save you like, you know, thousands of dollars every year. And that's, you know, when you look at like what it would take in transaction volume to make that, like it would, you know, it might take them an extra transaction or two or three or four or 10 to yeah. make up for what they're, they're doing in savings. And, and each transaction is like 25 to 40 hours of, of time on average. So, this is a small, small investment with a, a huge you know, return. Yeah, on, and, on And I'd say like, it's usually about two hours total time. So from the time that we go in, we have the conversation, we do the questionnaires, we produce the documentation, set things up. Usually about only takes us about two hours out of your time. Really, right? So it's a really small amount of time. It's a really small amount of money um, to do it. Um, but I think actually, Dan, like what we're really talking about here is like, there has to be a mental shift you know, if you're a real estate agent to actually do this, right? Because it's definitely not about the time and it's not about the money. It's, it, I think what, like the end of the day is like, what we have to ask ourselves um, as, as real estate agents, I say is like, am I just a salesperson or am I running a business? Because if you're just a salesperson, you're just going to be out there hawking as many houses as you possibly can, trying to get your big number up, right? That's not the way business people think. Business people think at how much money am I left with at the end of the day and how much time am I left with at the end of the day? And they're optimizing around that, not the big numbers. So if you're the kind of person that's out there, it's like, I just get, you know, all jazzed about like how many transactions I do and like, what's my big top of line number. Like you're like, that's awesome. I'm really stoked for you that you're like, you're killing it and that your focus is there. And that needs to be definitely part of your focus, but that is not the way to get to financial freedom. 
the way to get to financial freedom is to start to think more like a business person would think. And you need to start thinking more through like how much money am I saving in taxes? How much money am I pushing into investments? You know, those other more sophisticated ways of thinking about how do you create a better life? Because you can make a million dollars and be miserable and end up with nothing. I've met agents that do that. They'll make a million dollars a year and they're locked into a rat race that they can't get out of. Uh, and they're like, how am I still miserable even though I'm making a ton of money? And if, uh, if you don't know that story and you don't know that guy that that's what's happened to you, um, you should probably talk to Dan or Pat Hyven or a couple of these guys that have really been around the block uh, with real estate agents and hear some of the stories of like how you can be ultra successful and still miserable. Yeah, if if you're just trading time for money and, and you're not doing things like like what Scott's talking about here that will reduce what you got to pay out in taxes, right? If you're not doing that stuff, um, it it is like a treadmill that you you can't get off of. And, and the quicker you you do some of these planning things, you know, the the, the sooner you'll be able to reinvest your hard-earned money into income-producing assets, which ultimately I think is what leads to the type of life that Scott has and is trying to help other people create. Uh, I, I think on the, on the money side here, like how to save money, you know, agents, investors, they probably, some of them at least can, can understand it. I think where, where I would think there's more trouble in getting people to focus is on the, the other two parts that you do, right? Cause it's, it's easy to see like, okay, Scott can, I can get some consulting and legal advice from Scott and, and he can save me 10, 10 grand, 20 grand on taxes a year. But um, most agents probably haven't been sued, right? And most, well, well, you know, the, the ones that are talking to you anyway, haven't died yet. So they might not be thinking about that as the estate planning part of it. So like, how do you, how do you show agents the value of, of those two items, the asset protection and the estate planning. Yeah. So the first thing we do, right, is, is we got to get the income, right? You know, cause the income is actually how you buy the assets, right? And that's how you get the passive income, passive cash flow coming, right? And so what, and then you build up that cash of passive cash flow to be able to equal your expenses. Uh, and then once you have that now, boom, you've hit financial freedom, right? Now the questions come around like in that process, to going to financial freedom, or even after you hit financial freedom, what are the things that can disrupt you or set you back, right? And lawsuits are one of the major things that can do that because in this country, you can get sued for any reason and for an unlimited amount, right? That comes into it. So for me, when as, a, as an investor, uh, I look at that and say, anytime anybody could put my entire net worth at stake and like at, and a true threat is not acceptable. I'm not willing to accept that level of risk because that kind of position to put me in would be, even if I won the lawsuit, just being put in that position is devastating because imagine the fear, imagine the disruption it is to your life to be put in that kind of a position where that, from, that, that it, in that moment uh, or for that year or two years, in some cases, you're living under the threat that everything you're doing will just be taken from you into it right? Force you into bankruptcy and that your life gets stripped away and they have to start over from scratch, right? So this is what asset protection really is all about. 
asset protection is really about like how to think through that strategically. And the, the major pieces to think through that in a strategic way is first having good insurance, right? So as an agent, your broker is going to have insurance for you uh, to be able to cover you for like, you know, insurance or, you know, the applicable pieces that are like that, right? Basically your basic errors and omissions that might happen in your day-to-day -day at the job, right? However, I've represented agents where um, their ENO and their, um, their, their applicable insurance policies actually said, we're not going to cover you for this because you actually made a representation in the email that you sent. And that representation is alleged to be fraudulent. And it looks like that they're alleging that you actively engaged and intentionally engaged in, in fraud. Well, even the allegation of that means that the insurance company could and probably would not cover because no insurance covers any intentional act of wrongdoing. Insurance companies only cover accidents, simple accidents. So if, if, they, if there's any allegation that what you did was intentional, you can find yourself at, uh, being sat to defend yourself uh, from, from the lawsuit. Um, now, if that happens and you have all of your rental properties and your cash and your stocks and everything inside of your personal name, you're in the exact position that I just talked about earlier about saying that's an unacceptable position. I'm saying everything in your life at that point is at risk. And you're forced into position, in many cases, of having to pay thousands and sometimes tens of thousands of dollars in attorney's fees for even the opportunity to defend yourself from having everything in your life being ripped away from you from a lawsuit. Now, all it really takes at the very most basic level to move from that horrible position into significantly better position is just a simple LLC. And what that simple LLC is, we call it an asset holding company. And what you do is, is you at the very basic level, would just take your assets and you move it into an LLC. So that way Dan doesn't own anything more. Dan has an LLC that owns everything for him. So that way if Dan is ever sued for what happens, it doesn't matter because the worst they can do at that point is hurt Dan's credit score. It sucks, right? No doubt about that. But they're not taking all of Dan's money. They're not taking his house. They're not taking his cash. They're not taking his stocks. Basically, it's, ah, I got a slap on the wrist. What you find is when you protect the assets, the lawsuit doesn't happen anymore because the lawsuit is a business. And if the business decision doesn't make sense to come after and sue you, all of a sudden, the lawsuit just goes away. They're not about right and wrong. And they're not about how honest you are right? It's just a business decision of where it doesn't make sense to go after somebody. And that's from my experience as being a litigator. That's how litigators think. That's how the business of lawsuits work. So you don't actually have to care about the facts. You don't even have to really care about the law. All you have to do is take the proactive steps ahead of time right now to move the assets into an asset holding company. So that way, if you're ever subject of a lawsuit, you don't have to care. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And it's, again, it's, it's, it's like getting the, the tax advice. Like it, it doesn't take long to set up an LLC, a holding company, an S-Corp, however you do it. There's probably a ton of different ways, but at minimum, you're, you're talking like an hour to get this set up, right? I mean, it's not. Yeah, you're talking like an hour to two hours. You're talking, you know, about a thousand bucks probably to get it set up and get it set up right, you know, uh, with, with everything in there, with all the guidance you might need with it, um, transferring assets over. I mean, it's really just not a ton of time. It's not a ton of money. And with these levels of protection that you get are the things that let you sleep easy at night, you know, like knowing that you have those things done. Uh,
And, you know, whether you choose to use like my, a company like mine who specializes in this, um, or you decide to, to uh, use somebody else that you feel comfortable with, whatever the case may be, I would just strongly advise everybody to have somebody else in their life that they have a relationship with that looks at this stuff for them, right? Because these are not things, if you haven't done it by now in your life, you're not doing it. You're not good at it. You don't really want to do it right? You need somebody else in your life that supplements, that watches this for you to make sure that it's being done correctly, because these are hyper important things. If you're looking to achieve financial freedom and you're thinking more like a business owner and not just a salesperson, right? So I said before, you don't have to be great at everything. Be good at what you're good at, right? But then recruit other people that specialize in those areas of life to plug those holes, because if you don't like thinking about it, you're not already watching it. You need somebody else out there that is doing that for you. So that way you don't have to think about it, right? And it doesn't take a ton of time or a lot of time or money. Um, and the great part is, is that as you grow and as you scale and as your net worth becomes bigger, if you have those professionals in your life from the very beginning, you can grow correctly from the very beginning. Right? You can have that 10, 15, 20 year relationship with somebody that is showing you here's how you start and here's how you scale you know, over time. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. Like the bigger you get in your real estate business, the more you, you should really hand off these kind of things to, to people that specialize in it. Well, well worth the time and, and you know, you, you got to protect what you pay in, in tax is you got to protect the assets as you acquire them and then the final step uh you got to figure out what do you want to happen to them when you're no longer here when you when you die right so what's what is what is that process just a quick quick overview on because i know it's probably super complex uh but what does that look like you know in terms of what you do for the average person out there yeah, so if you if you die and you don't have anything set up, everything actually has to go through a court process called probate. And when probate, everything becomes part of the public record, everything that you own and who it goes to, right? So all of your information then is out there. You also can kind of create a target on the back of whoever is actually inheriting any of those assets, uh, which I think is a problem because, you know, what you did is you, you've actually just jeopardized the people that you most care about in the world, you know, to be now subject to, to a tax, right? Um, for, for a variety of reasons. Uh, so to be able to control that process, uh, to be able to keep it all private, um, and to be able to avoid that court process completely, what you can use uh, is an estate planning tool called a living trust. And when you use a living trust, what happens is that everything goes directly to whoever's supposed to inherit exactly how you want it to. And, and it also goes in, in a way that's private. Uh, and it's not part of the public record um, at that point. If you're a person that has children, this is an absolutely a must have thing, right? You must have this documentation in place. Otherwise what happens is the government makes all the decisions for you about who takes care of your kids and how does the money go, right? And uh, for me, that's unacceptable. And it's not that I have like a general distrust of the government, but I definitely don't trust them with like all of my cash and what happens to my kids uh, if something were to happen, right? Um, so if you have kids, it's really imperative that you use uh, the estate planning uh, tools uh, to make sure that they're going to be cared for appropriately. Um, and the best tool out there for that is going to be your living trust. Now, there's a number of other documents that you use, like a poor will, your powers of attorney, um, other things to help you. Like if you get injured in the hospital, how can people help you uh, make sure your finances don't go, you know, burning down in the flame of you actually being injured, right? Like how can somebody else like, make mortgage payments for you and handle some of the basic finance for you without having like access to all of your bank accounts? 
accounts, right? Well, there's legal tools out there that we put together for our clients uh, to make sure that they have these safeguards built in because they're not dead, but they also can't manage their affairs. So how do we get them the appropriate help at that point? Uh, and we think through all of that, through our own system and process that we have to be able to get everybody the appropriate level that they need inside of the estate planning. Um, but if you have the kids, really estate planning is no brainer. If you've been um, like, kicking the can down the road on that. Uh, guys, it's like the same thing as I said before. Like it's, it's a one to two hour commitment uh, to be able to get an estate plan fully completed. And if you don't know exactly how it needs to go right now, don't worry about it. The most important thing is to just get one done, right? Get one done so you have something because something is better than nothing. And we can always keep revisiting, you know, once or twice a year to update that as we need to, as things change. You don't have to get this stuff perfect. You just have to get it done. Yeah, I... I, I, again, I agree with you completely. It's not the most fun thing to think about or do, but I think it's better to have that peace of mind that things are going to be taken care of to, to what you would want and what will best suit uh, your, your loved ones. So again, I, I think these are things that don't take too much time and, and it just makes more sense to, to talk to guys like Scott and just get it done. Yeah, awesome. Uh, before we wrap up, this has been awesome. A lot of great information on, on how people can save money, protect their assets. Uh, before we wrap up, I, I always do the hyper fast rounds. So if you're ready for some rapid fire questions, short answers, we can, we can get going. All right. What's the biggest piece of advice you would give to a new real estate agent just starting out? Uh, it's to find the top three people that you want the lifestyle and the life that they have and then emulate them. Uh, what about biggest piece of advice to a new real estate investor? Yeah, I would say the the same piece, right? It's to grab like the top three people that you can um, that are doing whatever it is that you want to do and see how you can bring them into your circle, right? Like how can you do deals with them? How can you learn from them? How can you make them your best friend? What's the most common mistake that you see agents or investors make in terms of uh, tax, you know, tax savings that they're not taking advantage of or asset protection that they're not doing? What's, what's the biggest mistake they make? Biggest mistakes is actually um, just not taking action on them, right? So I, I find that most people have, um, they, you know, get uh, stalled into thinking that they have to understand a lot more than they really do. And uh, just finding, you know, getting just stuck in a process of confusion uh, when all they really have to do is just start taking action. Like find whoever the smartest person you can, as you think, uh, and then just go work with them and start the process. And then you're going to learn more by actually doing something than you're ever going to learn in a vacuum on the internet. All right. What, uh, what would we find you doing or what would we find you doing when you're, you're not, you know, working on uh, real estate deals or helping real estate agents, investors? Yeah. So you'll probably actually find me out here. Um, I'm in Southern Utah right now, right outside of St. George and uh, Zion National Park. So you're going to find me like rock climbing, um, riding mountain bikes, doing canyoneering and just generally having, you know, way too much fun outside. Awesome. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years from now? 
Yeah. So five years from now, like um, what I would really like to be doing is having like a much, uh, you know, community of people to actually be influencing, not just here, like in the wealth um, areas, but other other passions that I have. Right. Which is um, not just the wealth preservation and tax and and real estate investing, but um, also like entrepreneurialism, as well as like, what does it actually mean to, to have like a fulfilled life? And what does that look like? You know, one of the one of the blessings and the curses of actually achieving financial freedom at a relatively young age, like I'm 35 right now and not having to work is having to ask those questions of like, what the heck do you actually care about? And what does that actually mean for you to actually have a good life? You know, because I don't have any pressures anymore. I can really do to like whatever I want. Um, and so that's been a really challenging place actually to have that kind of freedom. Um, and it's taken me quite uh, some, quite some effort uh, to get clarity on that. So I, in five years from now, I'd really like to be sharing more about what that journey has been like for me and helping other people through that journey. Awesome, Scott. Well, thanks for being on the show. Before we wrap up, I know you, we were talking before the show that you've got a community that, that you created where you uh, you give out a lot of this information, help people. Uh, what's that all about? And and you know what are what are ways people can get in touch with you if they've got questions or want to follow up. Yeah, so um, one of the best resources we have is just the royallegalsolutions.com website. Um, that website is actually going to have uh, some of our best content, our video content, going to be on there. Um, if you go into the click the t- take a quiz or get a price uh, tab that's at the top of that page, it'll actually take you to like all of our customer testimonials, so you can see case studies of other real estate agent and other real estate investors. You can kind of get a feel for what it's like to work with us, as well as um, some basic quizzes and other information that help us be able to have a meaningful conversation with you. And that's all on the Royal Legal Solutions. Uh, dot com uh, website. Uh, if you want access to our Facebook group, because you're a really uh, content person, you're like, man, I want, uh, I want all of your best, you know, uh, white papers and um, books. Uh, we actually release a new book on these topics every single month. So every single month, we're going to release, we release a new concept on a new entity type of structure, a new tax play, um, whatever the case may be. And that's in the Tax, Legal, and Asset Protection Secrets for Real Estate Investors Facebook group. That's Tax, Legal, and Asset Protection Secrets for Real Estate Investors. Um, that's a Facebook group. And when you're a member of that group, um, I think we have about uh, over 2,000 people that are in that group right now. Um, and that's where we're pushing like all of our white papers, all of the books, all of our updates for any of the media that we're producing. Um, that's our best place to get content there. So I either go to the royallegalsolutions.com website. Um, if you're looking to take action, you know, right now, um, that's the best place to go to be able to start that process. Um, if you're looking to uh, be able to grab uh, more content uh, from us and be able to read some of those books and white papers and do a lot more research, uh, then I would say go to the Facebook group. Uh, but either way, um, plug into our system, guys, and you're going to be able to get tons and tons of tons of great content that can start saving you money like right now. And it's like thousands of dollars just for a couple hours of your time is really what the payoffs are. I'm working with us because we've drilled it down to know exactly, you know, who you are and what are the strategies that people in your position need to be doing next and what the impacts are those. They're like concrete, very clear on exactly what uh, needs to happen for you. All right, Scott, thank you so much. If you guys are listening to this, make sure you take action. Don't 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 let this just be something you listen to and forget about. This can save you thousands and thousands of dollars and it's not that hard to do. So thanks for being on the show, Scott and everyone else. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.